you are now about to experience the Revive Effect. My name is Matt Celestio, entrepreneur and holistic health specialist. And if you're ready to start your health journey but don't know where to begin, you are in the right place. At Revive, we create better ways of living for our generation by changing the conversation around health. Each episode shows you exactly how to build health into your life and you'll unlock tactics to improve your sleep, nutrition, anxiety, self-talk, and mind. Break free from quick fix culture. It's time you learn to love your body and ignite the fire that makes you feel like the real you again. Welcome to The Revive Effect. Okay, I want to ask you a question to start out today. And when I ask it, I actually want you to take a second and think about the answer, okay? So do you know what makes you feel spaced out? Do you know what makes you feel anxious? Do you know what habits you engage in that make you feel exhausted? Now, the list can go on and on and on. But a lot of the time I find that when I ask people these questions, I get a very generic answer. Oh, I think it's work. Oh, I'm just busy and everything in between. That's very surface level and it's very generic. Now, why am I asking you this question? What is the significance, Matt? And again, that's a great question because in our day and age, it's very easy for us to just hurriedly hurry along our lives, trying to chase this level of exceptionalism and inspiration and all this imagination that our culture portrays as the level of happiness that we strive for. We're striving after this without understanding why we are going after it, without understanding what it is doing to our mental well-being or our physical well-being. We chase lives of money, success, good looks, a little bit of fame with that little Instagram uh, influencer status you can attain nowadays. So it's very easy in our culture to just get sidelined and, you know, kind of put onto the side of what do I really want to do with my life? We, we don't know usually why we are chasing the things we are chasing, why we are working towards the thing we are working towards, and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's why this episode today is very powerful, because it's all about tuning into your body. It's about tuning into your mind. And the only way to do that is to break free from this quick fix culture to break free from this distraction culture that constantly pulls us aside. It constantly disengages us from our minds and our bodies to focus on quote unquote, better pursuits, quote unquote, better bodies, quote unquote, better life. And again, the list goes on and on and on. And the reason that I'm talking about tuning into your mind and tuning into your body as the answer for those questions we spoke about at the beginning of this intro was the fact that your body and your mind is always trying to tell you something. But when we're hurriedly along in our lives and we're always busy and distracted, we miss those subtle cues. We miss those subtle messages that our body is telling us that we need. Sure, we're pushing in the direction that social media or, you know, everything else and all of our friends are telling us to go. But meanwhile, our body might be asking for something completely different. And I'll give you an example. I want you to picture you are somebody that's going to the gym all the time. You either want to lose a lot of weight or you want to just gain a little more muscle to look a little curvier. When you are constantly working and striving for more, you're striving for more weight, more cardio, you're doing everything the social media says, the people around you say, you got to grind, you got to work no matter what. It's all about discipline. Don't worry about anything else. Just get it done. You're wondering, why am I not seeing results? Why is it so hard for me to pack on the results that I saw at the beginning? And what you need to realize is in that situation, if you're not taking that step back 
if you are not taking that pause, you might miss the signs that your body is telling you that you need more sleep. The answer doesn't lie in more weights or more cardio. Sleep is an integral component of fitness and exercise and health. And without that rest and recovery period, of course, your results are going to be stunted. But until you were able to take that step back and realize that, and you're continually going down that quick fix, that grind culture, it's going to be very hard for you to push through that barrier. So I just wanted to give you that example to show you how powerful it is to tune into your mind and tune into your body while taking that step back, while taking that ah, that breath to just tune in. Now, this episode is very powerful because I'm sharing it with a good friend of mine. We go way back. Her name is Alexia Mosca. And not only on this episode uh, did we have great conversations, but even before and after and all the previous years that I've known her, she has been a bundle of joy, positivity, and just incredible insights. So I'm really excited to dive into this episode because this has been a long time in the making. Now, what you need to know about Alexia, she's a very accomplished woman. She's very driven and she's very ambitious. She graduated from the prestigious Schulich School of Business with an honors in specialty in marketing and organizational behavior. She's currently working for the company Hashtag Paid, securing brand partnerships and helping brands like Lululemon and Nestle drive more impact, create better reach and attract new customers. And her mission and her why behind what she does is incredible as well. She loves building and contributing towards authentic connections from both a corporate and personal lens. Now, her also goal, and I love it, I love hearing this, is she wants to do a TED Talk one day with the intention to uplift and inspire others. And I think she's going to really knock that out of the park because not only is she a great speaker on this episode today, in the corporate world, she speaks and teaches professional masterclasses across North America to express the value for brands entering the creator and marketing space. Now, Alexia is a great bundle of information and joy, and we're going to tie on her personal insights, her personal stories, and mine as well, to really show you how to tune into your body, the step-by-steps ways to do it, some things to look out for, and the real importance of why this comes at a time in your life that you need it most. So what you can expect from the episode ahead is how you can learn exactly what your body is telling you. We're going to dive into the top foods that pack the biggest negative effects on your body, And then we're going to dive into the everyday medications and their little known effect on your health. Now to wrap up, and I want you to stick around to the end because the last point we touch on is one of the most powerful, if not the best part of the podcast. It's how practicing gratitude for yourself can help you tune into your body, reground and recenter so that you are on the path towards a healthier, happier, more aligned version of yourself. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode. Here we are, Alexia Mosca. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Revive Effect. I'm your host, Matt Celestio, and today we are joined by a really great friend of mine, Alexia Mosca. Now, this episode has been in the works for so long, so it's great to sit down in the studio. Alexia, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me, Matt. I'm excited. How are you feeling overall, like in terms of the content we are going to do today? How does it align with you? Oh, I am stoked. This, this episode pretty much defines who I am in a summary. So I'm stoked. So we're going to dive into some real great things today. Now, I want to just preface right with this concept of tuning into your body, because Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be the overarching thing that guides this episode. Right. So can you define what tuning into your body means to you? 
100%. I think to me, it really means analyzing how you feel in all aspects, spiritually, physically, mentally, and then taking action to attain that feeling of happiness and peace. Okay. In a summary. Yeah. Okay. So now what are the consequences if we neglect to do this, if we're not tuning in continually? Mm, I think, well, what I've noticed from my personal experiences is damage to your physical body, your mental health. It just takes a toll on your overall being as a person. And I think it impacts your day-to-day life in negative ways, in various ways, which I'll get into. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how do you every day, or do you, even if this is an everyday thing, how do you tune into your body? How do you listen for you specifically? Mm, I love this question. I wake up each morning and I just analyze how I feel, you know, am I feeling tired? Am I feeling happy, energetic? And based on how I feel, I react to it in a way that I think makes sense. So for an example, if I'm tired, wake up, maybe go on a walk, have a coffee, take my time. If I feel stressed, I read because reading just grounds me. Um, It really, it depends each day. Yeah, so it's all, so for you, like you said, when you're stressed, you need to read, or when you want a nice slow morning, you walk or whatever. Right. So it's almost like you got to experiment a little bit to see what is going to help you either calm down from stress, calm down from anxiety, or yes. so it's literally just a matter of experimentation. Exactly, trial and error. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. See, now I love that. Now for me, I'm gonna just say the way that I really tune in is. I always know the body is trying to tell you something at mm. all given times. Yes. So I'll give you an example, like. If you, if you have back pain, and this is something I've been dealing with for the last little bit, like just a little bit of a, like a tweak in the back. Right. Most people, if they're not tuning into their body, they're going to say, ah, just some back pain. I'm just going to deal with that. It'll go away. Right. But when you're tuning in, you're saying, you know what? I've actually been sitting quite a bit because of work. I need to move more. Yes. So your body's saying, you got back pain to say, Matt, get your butt in motion. You need to move. Yeah. Or another one I deal with is maybe you too as well, because we also, we do a lot of digital work is... I deal with sometimes headaches because we're always on the screen. So the body's saying, yo, you got a headache. Get off the screen a little bit. Take a break away. I understand you got work. Yeah. But find things in your everyday life that you can break away. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Now, I was just reading a book, uh, How to Calm Your Mind by Chris Bailey. It's a great book. I read that one. Okay. I'll give it to you after. It's a great read. (laughs) But he was saying the more time we spend living in accordance with our biology... Mm. the more happy, content, and calm we will feel. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that all stems from just going into analog world, into things where we're moving more, where we're getting off the screens, we're connecting with our peers. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And that's where we can tune in a little better. Absolutely. And adding to that, I think nature plays a huge role in that as well. For you specifically or in general, everybody? I think in general, like everyone I know, whether it's myself or my friends, when you're outside, you just feel in a more calm, peaceful state, you know? You need the fresh air, the sunlight, vitamin D, so it's all good stuff for you. Yeah, and even when you're in nature too, you have that quietude to just actually listen to what's going on, right? Yes, you can hear the inner voice in your head, not what's on a screen or exactly. Yes, oh my, I love it, okay. So I want to move on. I want to hear your perspective on this because so many people aren't tuned into their body. So many people are just disengaged from their life. So I want to ask you, where do you think the biggest problem lies in our generation that causes us to lose touch with ourselves in our body? Oh, this is a loaded question. Um, It's a really good question. Okay. I would say... There's so many factors, definitely technology. I think as many benefits as it has, something like social media can really take away because you don't realize how many endless hours you can be scrolling on your feed for when you could be doing so many more beneficial things for yourself, whether it's 
you know, moving your body or reading or spending time with friends and family, like all things that feed your soul. And I think in the long run, you know, we work, like you said, you're sitting for so long, your eyes are constantly looking at a screen. It can result in physical health issues. And I would probably say that has to be the largest contributor. So it's the technology. That's what I think. So what I, what I took away, I agree with you, but what I took away from what you said is do things that feed your soul. Can you just, can you pick a little bit more of that for us? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, For feeding your soul, I would say those are all little elements in your day-to-day life that just bring you pure joy and happiness that don't cause any harm to your physical, mental, or spiritual health. So for an example, it could be something as simple as like having a cup of tea or writing in your gratitude journal or having a meaningful conversation with a friend. Those are all little things that you're going to look back on and be like, oh, I actually feel really good, right? After doing those things versus, I don't know, spending two hours on TikTok looking at random people dancing. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, there's a big difference. So what, what I like about what you said there is when you said it's feeding the soul and those examples you gave was all of those things were away from tech. Exactly. If you notice that. Yes. So again, spending more time away from that digital world, that can really help you just reground and yes. feed your soul. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay, with this concept of tech, like you said, how do you break away from this mm-hmm. and you navigate, how do you navigate this in a healthy way? So I admit it is, it can definitely be a struggle at times. <laughs> like, let's be real. I expect <laughs> the honesty. That's good. You know, depending on the time and place, there are moments where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to chill, sit on my phone. Not healthy, I admit. But I definitely think being more aware and conscious of what you're doing with your days So what I've learned to do is each month now, and this is something new I've been starting, is this year I have a goal for myself. And that goal can be anything but technology related. So it could be something towards my career, towards, you know, fitness, maybe spending more time with friends. And what I do is I have like a structured, I guess, calendar where I implement time in each day towards this goal. And that goal automatically takes time away from me being on a screen. Does that make sense? So it's kind of like a win-win in different ways. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's really interesting when you see it come to fruition. Wow. So you systematize it in a way that's just easy. Like you can't even fall off track in a sense or sometimes. Yeah, no, sometimes for sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I think it's good because you hold yourself accountable and that's my problem because in the past I would rely on a friend to be like, okay, you tell me like, don't eat this donut like Sunday. I don't care how hungover I am (laughs) or whatever it is. And now it's like, no, 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 no. Like, you know how you feel the most at the end of the day, not your friends, not your family. So if you know that in the moment, something may feel good, but in the long run, it's not very beneficial. Actually, a good friend of mine said this. Um, Something that feels very good in the moment may not always be good for you in the long run, whereas vice versa, something in the moment that may not feel as good will benefit you in the long run. Think of like a super hard workout, right? Yeah. You're in the moment, you're like, oh, I just want this to end. Like, let's say you're running, okay? And you're like 10 kilometers in, you're like, I just want to finish this. That runner's high that you get after, unmatched. 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 Wow. That's, that's, who, which friend said that? Jazz. Oh, Jazz. Okay. <laughs> right. She's always popping up. Of course. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. So again, keeping that in the back of your mind also helps you just even navigate tuning in what you need to do for your body. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Now, when you said tech is the biggest problem, Mm -hmm. I agree with you in the sense of even if it's not just tech, but you're always plugged into something. Yes. That's where I think it really disconnects us because literally that's how the analogy goes. When you're always plugged in, like you're not disconnected. You have to disconnect. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's ironic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. 
So there's this new concept I've been reading about. It's called super stimuli. Okay. Okay. So super stimuli is essentially exaggerated, um, really potent forms mm-hmm. and versions of things we like to do. Okay. But are just like they take it to a next level. So I'll give you an example. Like if you are like, let's say an action, an action movie. Okay. Okay. You watch a cop do a regular, you know, break and enter. Yeah. 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 In real life. You're like, okay, that's, that seems reasonable. But you watch a car chase, you watch a helicopter chase, you watch a (laughs) gunfight. Like it's just very exaggerated versions of reality. And we're always plugged into that rather than the more calm, cool, collected, uh, stimuli, let's say quote unquote stimuli. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. When you are disconnected, that's where, again, you're able to get those hits and what you need to focus on and move forward in the direction you need. Right. So I'll give you a personal story. I was always moosh, like the last little bit, like, you know, kind of bluesy, going through the motions. Yeah. And I'm I'm working, I'm eating right, I'm sleeping, I'm going to the gym, I'm doing all the things I like to do. So I'm always, I'm always doing something. Right. It wasn't until I stepped back, I go, what's my problem? <laughs> Why am I so moosh? And I realized, I go, I haven't seen a friend um, in like two weeks. Yeah. So when I stepped back, I was able to get that perspective and say, that's what your body's telling you. You're not energized because you don't have that community, the social support. I love that example. And it's so, so true. Yeah. Yeah. You need, yeah. But again, social support, not even, but just even having that uh, connection and tuning into it. I agree. And also just being aware of what you're looking at even too, like when you're on technology, I mean, if you do it for work, that's a different story, but I mean, social media is a perfect example, right? What you're consuming your mind with isn't always accurate. And just because a lot of people may believe in a certain concept, I don't believe that means it's true, right? There has to be data to back it up. There has to be evidence and research. I I know it sounds very like, you know, logical, but (laughs) you have to be sometimes you have to be. And I think you don't really know until you do it for yourself. And I think it's at least for me, there's been so many things that people can promote on social media that are not accurate or not true. So paying attention to that too. Paying attention to that. Like yeah. who's this person? Why are they saying the things they're saying? Why exactly. do, should I take it with a grain of salt? Usually answer. Yeah. Intention. 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 Yes. yes. Okay. So we've talked about the problem. We've talked about how we can navigate it a little more effectively. I want to dive into a little bit of your personal story because mm. on our call before, even our conversation before you described yourself as a guinea pig, yeah. but a guinea pig <laughs> with care. A guinea yes. pig with care. Yes. So I want you, Alexa, can you take us into your grade 12 story regarding your rheumatoid arthritis and how yes. this really helped you uncover the impact of what you put in your body and how it affects you? Absolutely. So yeah, when I was in grade 12, shortly after I stopped dancing, um, I noticed I started feeling pain in certain parts of my joints and basically long story short, I was diagnosed, diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. So for people who aren't familiar with what that is, it's basically when your immune system works so fast, it starts attacking the joints in your body as opposed to like the bad bacteria or bad cells. And so I remember I was in so much pain, uh, could barely walk at one point, which was like a complete 360 from dancing and living life. And, um, I noticed that a huge contributor to, you know, the pain and inflammation I had in my body was the food I was consuming. And again, I'm not saying that, you know, that was the only reason I had RA. Of course, there's other reasons as well, but I think that, you know, a lot of foods that are promoted to be like, oh, it's the social norm. You got to eat this, this, and this. It's like, it's not good for you. At least I know for my body and you really have to analyze how you feel and like, I even noticed this may sound weird, but certain parts of my body would feel better when I would eat certain foods, Wow! which is mind boggling. I mean, I don't know 
okay, I can't pinpoint exactly, well, let's say my knee felt better, but I definitely felt lighter and happier and just more like myself um, when I was being more cautious of what I was consuming. More tuned in. More tuned in, more tuned exactly. In. Okay, so in your personal experience, and again, thank you for sharing. No problem. Um, and, and again, everyone is different, but what were the three foods or things that you put into your body that you discovered had the most negative impact on your health? It's a good question. Okay, I could go into this for hours. I'm going <laughs> to sum it up real quick. Okay. But one of them was red meats. So before I was diagnosed with RA, you know, burgers, those were my go-tos, you know, McDonald's, A&W, living life. And again, it's not to say that you can't touch it. I just think it's all about having it in moderation. Um, but I noticed that that's a huge contributor to inflammation in my body. And so certain joints would be a lot more swollen versus me now where it's no longer really a part of my lifestyle. So definitely red meat. Um, another thing too, which I find interesting is milk. Okay. Like I never used to drink a lot of milk, but I just noticed that now when I turn towards stuff like water as a beverage, water everyone needs to begin with, but it just so much better in my body than the way milk reacted, mm -hmm. I reacted to. And the last thing would probably be, I guess certain breads too, actually. Okay. Because depending on, I guess, I, I know we talked about this before, but the ingredients in certain breads, you know, you look at a packaging label, you don't know half the ingredients on it. It's like, I don't even know what that is. I wish I could even tell you the name, but I don't. Yeah. And you just feel more stiff, heavy. I remember there were times where I would have really bad stomach aches, like digestion issues. And then now when I take a look, it's like the breads I eat, I know like the benefits that come out of them. I have an idea of majority of the ingredients in it or almost all, if anything. And so I definitely think just tuning into what makes you feel heavier, more stiff, not necessarily even RA related, of course, but just in general, how you feel. Yes. You know? Wow. Wow. Very specific foods too, right? Eh? I hope that made sense. No, no, know. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to add just one to that list because it's something that I always, I harp on my family, I harp on my friends all the time. One food that you need to remove that is really wreaking havoc on you. It's not really a food. It's like an ingredient, mm -hmm. but it's these inflammatory oils yes. that are in everything. So like Com canola, corn, soy, or uh, soybean, yeah. safflower, like all those oils that is not avocado or olive, coconut oil, you can mix in there as well. Yeah. Uh, those are the good ones, those three. But if you go to the grocery store, any you pick anything off the shelf, a salad dressing, you can pick off bread. You yep. can pick off you, those oat milks that we talked about, those almond milks. Yes. There's yes. going to be an oil in there. Yep. And what you don't, what a lot of people don't know is, yeah, it's a plant-based oil. It is plant-based, but mm -hmm. they think it's a healthier alternative to, you know, butter or like ghee, which is fair. But the way these oils are processed and uh, I guess kind of moved through the facility where it's manufactured. Right. It is just... De degrading the quality of the oil so it's making it more toxic it's making it inflammatory so when you're yeah. eating these oils all the time your yeah. body's in this chronic state of inflammation yep you know what i'm saying so uh, yeah. i believe this like it's we currently have about 50 times of um I, how do they word it it's 50 times of inflammation towards one 50 to one of anti-inflammatory wow like that's that's how much the tables are skewed right now yeah so people are walking around just in that chronic state of inflammation, not knowing that that's not normal. It's not normal. Literally said it so perfectly. I completely agree. I learned my top three oils now that I try and consume all the time. Uh, olive oil, avocado oil, or coconut oil. Mm -hmm. That's it. Canola, sunflower. I remember 
time I'm like, what even is sunflower oil? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But agreed. You Love said that, that so well. Okay, so then let's flip it on the other side. In your personal experience, what were mm-hmm. the three best things or habits or foods that you discovered had the best and most positive impact on your body? Okay, this one's so easy right off the bat. Okay, good. Okay, this sounds basic, but like, you know, vegetables, I cannot express. If I were to hear myself say this, Matt, like 10 years ago, I'd be like, who is she? Like, yeah. <laughs> what? Um, no, all kinds of vegetables, whether it's like, I've actually learned to enjoy eating like green vegetables, you know, whether it's Brussels sprouts, spinach, um, broccoli, like they all have so many rich nutrients and benefits for you. And I just found that they actually keep me fuller longer. I feel good. So definitely veggies. I love sweet potato as Mm. well. That's another big one for me. And it's a great carb to have as well. So not that I don't eat bread anymore because I still do. But I, I do love sweet potato as a sub. And um, turmeric. Turmeric oh. is huge. It's a great anti-inflammatory. I put it in almost all my foods now, whether it's soup, salad, smoothies, you name it. I incorporate it somehow. So Just to get that extra benefit because not only does it taste good, but it also helps the body. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Turmeric. You ever do the turmeric shots? You ever yes. With the black pepper? You with the black pepper and yeah. the ginger, get everything. Oh, you put ginger in there too. Yeah. It doesn't taste like it. I was going to say. <laughs> It's a quick shot. It's a quick shot. Very quick. <laughs> I, I always say, if you're drinking tequila on the weekends, you're shooting tequila, go, you can shoot a turmeric shot. You know what? I like that. I yeah. like that. Saturday night tequila, Sunday morning turmeric. I like that. That's go. good. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we've spoken about food choices and we've spoken about uh, habits that really affect the body. Great. I want to focus now more on the everyday medications, antibiotics, mm. over-the-counter stuff people are taking. Because I believe when you tune into your body, it's not only what you eat and yeah. the habits you do, but these are the things that are being promoted to you. Yeah. These are the things that everybody's just, you know, taking. Yeah. So when I want to get into this concept of mindfulness, because when I've seen people, when they, they have heartburn or whatever, they go, mm-hmm. I'll just pop the Tums. Yeah. I go, okay, let's take a step back here. Yeah. What made you get that heartburn? Like, you don't, don't put a bandaid over a bullet hole and keep doing that. Yes. Yes. So... It's almost in a sense of tuning in to say, oh, my stomach always hurts when I eat junk food instead of, oh, my stomach hurts. Let me take a Tums. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm hungover. uh, Let me take an Advil. Maybe don't drink as much all the time. Advil is not really health promoting. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? So there are signs when your body is telling you to stop engaging with the habits that you're doing, but you don't really pay attention to that until, you know, you actually, I I guess, pay attention to it. Yes. So I'm going to give some quick examples here. Like if you can't sleep. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, I'm going to take a melatonin pill. Right. Chamomile tea. Uh-huh. Add a little more magnesium, natural, okay? Poor digestion. I don't know about laxatives, but maybe add a little more fiber, whole foods, less meat and refined foods. Right. Quick substitute. Always have a headache, not a pill, but maybe minimize your alcohol intake, break free from your computer screens. Yes. So I guess what I really want to tie in here is we can break free from the quick fix culture by actually doing natural remedies. Not the the pills, not the easy fixes. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. What's your perspective on that? I completely agree. I mean, there's been many times even with, you know, times where like you thought you had a fever, let's say, and it takes little things, like you said, Matt, natural remedies that can help heal you as opposed to just always relying on medication. And I'm not saying, you know, medication is useless because of course everyone has different scenarios and situations. However, there's a right time and a right place. And I truly believe that those natural remedies will always be a lot more significant than people think Mm -hmm. because they just, like you said, they resort to those basic medications, whether it's a Tylenol and Advil, whatever. And it's like, but are you actually thinking about why you're taking it or what caused 
this pain to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I completely agree. Yeah. Or even just mixing in both sides. Cause again, like you said, it's everybody's situation is different. Maybe right. you do need the medication, right? But are you working to almost balance that with some natural remedies to wean yourself off of that, the pills, you know Exact, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. That's amazing. Now let's pivot into some gratitude here as well, because yes. We're always plugged into the externalities. You know, we're always focusing on our flaws. That's what it's really designed to do. It's a, right. it's a whole world of comparison. Right. So without tuning in, we actually miss the things our body is currently doing for us right now. Mm. We're always focused on what our body isn't doing or what it's not. Yeah. Okay. So I want to focus on this concept of gratitude because it really helps us tune in. Now, I hear from all my friends that you are the gratitude queen. <laughs> so I think this, this is going to be a, a big question that packs a big punch. So... I want to ask you, how do you practice gratitude for your body, even on the days when you're not feeling like your best self? Oh my gosh. I love, I love talking about this because something I've really actually started doing more so over COVID. And I think the reason is it makes you realize how fortunate you are to like just live life and to appreciate yourself for who you are. And ultimately that just brings happiness, right? Um, I think I love gratitude because it lets everyone realize their own special qualities. And for me, how I tune into that is I have the five minute gratitude journal. And so every morning and night, you know, I just reflect on my day, what I, you know, what I enjoyed, maybe someone that did something that really made my day. And, you know, it's funny, like I even heard this quote in a song and I wanted to share. And it says, when you stop focusing less on other people, life becomes more peaceful. And I think that relates to gratitude because it shows you when you direct your energy and attention towards yourself, life is beautiful. It's just a matter of you choosing to see it and find it, you know? Wow. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that got deep, but I just had to say that. You need it. It always (laughs) needs to go deep. It has to. Yeah. So your five minute gratitude journal, is there like a, a system that you follow? Like, what are you saying? Is it different every day? Yeah. So every day it's the same questions, but I try to write different thoughts. So for an example, in the morning, it'll say, what are three things you're grateful for? So for me, I kind of like to change it between, you know, people I know, maybe it was a gesture someone did. Maybe it was something I read or heard in a song or podcast. Um, then it asks, what are three things that you want to do today that will bring you joy? So I always think, okay, again, kind of going back to tuning into your body. For me, these tend to be small things like having a fulfilling meal that's nutritious or moving my body in a way that feels good, even if it's as simple as a walk. Um, and then I, it asks, you know, what's your quote of the day? So this is where I'll typically grab something from a book that I've read or something that inspires me. And then at night, I go back to it and it says, okay, what were your three highlights of the day and what did you learn today? Hmm. And what I love about the last part is like each day, it's something different. Right. So I look back on it like I'm on my second book right now and I'm almost done. They're pretty big. So it takes time to finish. But um, it's almost like a life lesson book, if that makes sense. Like something you would almost want to pass down to your kids one day and be like, this is everything I've learned in a book. Wow. You know? Yeah. So it's just really cool to see. And yeah, it it really helps you just recenter. And for you specifically, right? A hundred percent. Take actions for you, for your body, for your mind, for your health. For your, for your soul. Exactly. Right there. For my soul. And like, last thing I want to say too is there's definitely days in the week where you have a moosh day, as we call it, you know, like a, eh, yeah. could have yeah. had a better day, but there's still little moments in that day where there was something that you could be grateful for, you know, let's say you got into an argument with a family member, whatever, but someone held the door open for you when you were going somewhere or, you know, mentally you're not in the best space. You're just tired, kind of low on yourself. 
but a friend called you and checked in to see how you're doing. It's little things that people can take for granted and be like, oh, whatever. But there's something in your life that's meant to be there for you for a reason. And I think that's what's super powerful. Mm, and you, know? you get that only when you unplug, disconnect. So that way you can see that bigger picture. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I want to add to that. I think that's a great practice, which is really great. One thing that I do for, for my body specifically is every morning, once I'm done in the shower, uh, I do what I call like a, like a body thank you. Oh, okay. So... Like I said, we're always focused on what our body doesn't do for us, what it is not, how right. it's not as good or not as jacked or slim as everything else we see. Right. So I like to take the time to focus on what is my body doing for me right now mm. that other people don't have. I like this. So I'll give okay. you like a, the class example every day. I'm like, you know what, lungs? Thank you for fueling my workout today and my exercise. I know people who can't get out of bed. I respect that. You know that. what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, legs. Or muscles, I go, thank you for, you know, being so healthy and strong to help me go through my day, drive, cook, or just yes. do activities of daily living. Like, thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Right? So you really get rooted in what everything your body is yes. and how amazing it actually is. But just like you said, the little things, like things you don't even think about yep. that pack such a big punch. Exactly. No, I really, really like that because you're, again, you're putting focus towards things that your body can do for you. Yeah. And it's easy to take that for granted, for sure. Every day, right? When we're constantly distracted, so. Yeah. yeah. But again, Alexia, this has been absolutely amazing. Where can people connect with you after this episode? Oh my gosh. Wow, I didn't know this. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, anywhere, social media, like Instagram. Actually, no. <laughs> Screw that. I don't even know. I'd rather say not on technology, but realistically, that's the only way they could. Yeah. So I guess... Uh, email or social media. You can follow me on Instagram. It's probably the easiest. We'll link it in the show notes. We'll link it in the show notes. Okay, Alexia, thank you again. <laughs> thank you, Matt.